the, uh, the circumstances here. Genesis chapter 32 and verse 22. You know, we're going to start there. And uh, I, I, I'd stopped at Exodus just by looking, looking down at the paragraph. Genesis 22 and verse 32 and verse 22. It says like this, and he arose up that night and took his two wives and his, and his two women's servants and his 11 sons and passed over the brook Chabok and took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had, all that he had, or basically everything except just him. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man. There wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. All night wrestling match. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And this is the angel. He touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he was wrestling with him. I mean, that's, that's getting down to the business. Mm-hmm. Amen. They was struggling there. And, uh, and the name, amen, they, they, and he said, thy name shall be called no more. Well, excuse me, let me back up. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. Now, this angel was really trying to get Jacob. He'd got the promise. You, you know the story. Amen. He, 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 had, he had stole the birthright from Esau. He got the blessings from his, 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 uh, his father, Isaac. But he didn't have to get the blessing from God. God had not put his stamp of approval. Even though he said, Jacob, I love. And Esau have a hating. But Jacob did not ever even try to, to receive the blessing of God until, until this right here. And, and he, to receive the blessing of God is more than what your daddy can do to you and whatever. He can pass on some inheritance, but he sure can't pass on his spiritual life. Amen. And, uh, and then the Bible tells him the wrestling match here was to where that Jacob actually his hip was out of joint. Uh, that's pretty good. But uh, finally he got to the place to where he would confess who he was. I am Jacob. I'm a subplanter. I'm a crook. I've, I've done everything I can to, to uh, connive my way through life until I found out that I don't get blessings from that. I don't get what I want from that. I want God's blessing on my life. Amen. And I got the, the angel... The angel was holding, amen, Jacob hostage, amen, until Jacob, amen, confessed who he was, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The angel was saying, just let me go, and uh, I've wrestled with you all night long. Now, Brother Harrison was talking about revivals now a while ago. I I can tell you, and I'm I'm not... my dad, he was a truck driver, but it was a small dump trucks at that period of time, just hauling gravel, stuff like that. And, uh, and when we, he would get home at night and get dressed, we would go to church. And on our way to church, I would say most 
all the time, there was at least from five to 10 to 20 people in that dump truck. I was one of them because daddy said, get back in the back, son, some lady was gonna take your seat in the front. But anyway, uh, I've been to church for, our, our revivals went every night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday, as that's a covering the whole week, and then Sunday morning and Sunday night. For weeks on end, months on end, Amen. The revival sometimes went six and eight weeks at our own church. And then the other places went for months. Amen. And uh, people getting the Holy Ghost. And, I, and we were there every night. Every night. Every night. And you know what? I, I was, he was saying that a while ago, and it just brought remembrance to me. I was praying this, this week, and I was talking, I'm just thinking, God, for health and strength. I have, I have not missed hardly a, a single service in 54 years here because I was sick. Praise God. Uh, I've, uh, of course, my wife was very sick. I missed about a week and a half there of, of services. And, uh, but uh, I, think, I think this is where we ever should be. And Saturday night, this coming Saturday night, we're going to have a great. Uh, crowd here. Can I see that? Can I speak it in faith? Amen. What are you? What do you guys do on Saturday night? I'm going to look at most everybody in the eye ask them what they're doing on Saturday night. What game is on? Whatever. There are people sitting here right now that they have been faithful, faithful every Saturday night. I don't think they've hardly missed a night. And I want to say thank you for that. But we do need some help because Saturday night praying brings spiritual things on Sunday morning and Sunday night. Amen. Praise God. That angel, whoever his name was, that wrestled with Jacob. Amen. He was not exercising the power that he could. That's what I said a while ago. He, he was just holding Jacob hostage. He wouldn't let him go, and he wouldn't let the other go, but, but just, just wrestling around until Jacob finally was willing to submit Amen. And you know, you know the story from that. Praise God. Great revival, I guess I could say, or a move of God, or Jacob became that one that was be, amen, the, the father of the 12 tribes of Israel. Amen. Praise God. Jacob came to Peniel, or to Jabbok, amen. He came there, amen, a Jacob, but he left an Israel. Amen. I did say that last Wednesday night, but I didn't say all this other stuff. Amen. Praise God. It's not supported how you come to church. You can come dragging all your sins. And you can come, amen, downcast, but it's how you leave is the most important thing tonight. Amen. Don't leave like you came. That's right. Amen. Amen. And I, I preached some of this some years ago, long time ago, I guess. And I thought about just... It had been the last couple of weeks or three. I thought I'm going to dig it out one of these days. 
Amen. When the Bible talks, talks to us that in, in the tabernacle, if you come in the south gate, you don't go back out the way you came. Amen. And that was you go out another day, gate, different way. And what he was really trying to say is, amen, you, you come to church, you need to be changed. Amen. Don't, don't leave the way you came. Amen. Right, amen. amen. So maybe we ought to try that sometime. Get used to it, saying, I am not going to leave here the way I came. I'm not going to be dragging all this problem, situation, circumstances. Amen. I want to get some freedom. Amen. Now, modern theologians, liberal theologians, has for the most part discarded the belief in such spiritual beings as angels, amen, that, that uh, works on us and, and tries to help us, amen, to live a Christian life, amen. But I'm gonna tell you, they're real. They're real, praise God. Amen. As a Jewish nation of people, God's angels were with them from the beginning of their journeys from Egypt until they got to the promised land. Amen. And I want to turn to Exodus, the, the third chapter, Exodus chapter three, and I'm walking through the Old Testament. Of the, I'm not using all by no means of the angel uh, appearances and the angel's doings, but the, some that's most important. Amen. Exodus chapter 3. And Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned but it's with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Amen. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. And he said, then, amen, draw not nigh hither, put off your shoes from off your feet, for the place whereon you're standing is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people. Amen. They're in Egypt, and he's going to come. Now, I read this, but I want to back up to verse number 2. And verse number two says, the angel of the Lord. Now, if, you will, if you're reading in the Bible in that, you'll see all, the Lord is all capital. And that's the only time I think there is in, in the Bible where it says the angel of the Lord. Amen. The appearance of an angel to Moses was actually God, amen, an angelical being. In, in, in shape, amen. Uh, it's all capital letters. It's always, is, he is identified as, when, when you see all capital letters in the Bible, in the Old Testament, and all for L-O-R-D is all capital. It means Jehovah or Yeshua, amen. It means, it means God Almighty. And so God Almighty, the creator of the worlds, met Moses there on Sinai. 
Amen. You need to mark that in your Bible. Because I say, it's, it's nowhere else in the Bible where it says an angel of the Lord. The appearance of God in angelical form met Moses. Amen. Praise God. Uh, we, could, we could best describe the saying as the angel of the Lord as the, the spirituality or as, as spirituality or manifestation of God. God manifests himself. You can't see God at any time. Nobody's ever seen God. And, uh, but the manifestation of God was there in angelical form and talked to Moses. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And when the Lord, amen, all capital letters is always to be identified as Jehovah, as I said a while ago. Amen. I want you to take notice. Through all, throughout all Israel's journeys, it was God himself that was communicating with Moses. And God was saying, and God was saying, amen. Amen. And, and we, they, Moses understood, amen, any time that he had met some spiritual being, it was, it was, it was God manifest in the flesh in that, amen, that, that appearance of him. Praise God. It was God himself that was, that was speaking with Moses. And it was a visible manifestation of God. Amen. In Exodus chapter 23, amen. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee. And then in Exodus chapter 32, it says, mine angel shall go before thee. My angel, or my manifestation is gonna go before you. Moses, you've, you've got me going for you, or my angel, my, my spiritual presence is gonna go with you wherever you go. As I lead you for those 40 years through the wilderness. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me back up just a few verses here and, and notice the setting. Moses was in the mountain with God in Exodus chapter 32 and 1 when he was talking there. And he said, my angel, my angel. Is a, it's, it's my presence. Amen. It's going to be always with you. Hallelujah. Aaron, excuse me, Aaron's company. Uh, he, his, uh, his doings while Moses on the mountain was making the calf, you know. Well, when Moses made the little calf down there at the foot of the mountain, we've talked about that, we preached about it, it's not very long ago, that he broke two of the commandments. Amen. Thou shalt not have no other God before me. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind. Amen. Amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou got to love him. But Aaron tried to make a God because he was not in communication with God. That's what people do sometimes when they are not in relationship with God, they try to make a God. Everybody worships something. Everybody gives their allegiance to something. Amen. Everybody's... Uh, is wanting something higher than they are to lead and guide them. And that's not necessarily spiritual, but that is physical. Amen. 
everybody's wanting to go see the president or something, but there's somebody walking the street that they don't even want to talk to. You know what I mean? I'll tell you, when President uh, Reagan came to town, I got a pretty well, a, not a front row seat, but I got a front view of him. And uh, they called me and told me if I want to go, go. And so I go. I, I, was, I was wanting to see the president. Amen. But I need to see the loss too. We talk about that maybe, maybe Sunday a little bit more. Amen. God's purpose to, Mo, for, to Moses was this. And you can read it in verse 34 and 33 and 34 of this, uh, is this chapter. Verses 33 uh, and 34. Let me see here. Amen. The Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Therefore, now go and lead the people unto the place with which we have spoken unto thee. Behold, mine angel, there's where again, mine angel shall go before thee. Nevertheless, in the days when I visit, I will visit their sins upon them. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lead them, but when I come visit with them, I'm going to visit them about their, that's what the angel was doing visit Jacob because he had to he wanted Jacob to change amen wrestled all night uh, and my mind goes back in that to uh, the times that I know and uh, you know I, I can tell you about those olden times you know and I, I, I've got pictures in my mind right now of a, of a man and his wife uh, and they were in a tent revival we had, or I say we had, they had, and I was, I was there, and uh, and she she got to the altar and started praying, and she prayed and she prayed and there, everybody was praying, so the the clock struck one, the clock struck two, and she was still there praying, and she she had gotten the Holy Ghost and she was just talking in tongues and whatever, and her 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 husband said. He got so mad. He said, I'm going to drag her out of there. And he walked right in. And he walked up to her to grab her. And she turned around. And she started looking at him and speaking in tongues. And he just dropped on his knees. And three o'clock came. And he was getting the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It's kind of like a Jacob, you know. Sometimes it takes all night. Almost. And, and I, I saw that, and I, it's just a picture in my eyes of how he walked in there. He was going to grab her, and boy, he, was, he had already told what all he's going to do. <laughs> but he, when, he, when he got in there, the presence of God just put him on his knees, and uh, he got the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Amen. Now, I know, I know you, you, you're hearing what I'm saying, but you're saying, yeah, they don't work like we did. No, they just went to a plow in daylight. And plowed to almost dark, and I mean, just running behind a mule or something or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's we got it so easy today from what they had it. Amen. Praise God. 
God wants us to be about the Father's business too. Amen. Amen. Numbers chapter 22. Numbers 22. Amen. And I will begin reading at verse number one. In fact, I'll just read verse number one. Numbers 22 and one has this to say. Amen. And the children of Israel set forward and pitched in the plains of Moab on this side of Jordan by Jericho. And let me just kind of give you a little insight to what this is, this is another one of those, just, I've skipped all the others, but this is one of those angelical experiences that I think that we need to talk about a little bit today. Israel was, uh, had just defeated the Amorites, amen, and King Og, and they had just uh, defeated King Sihon, and so Balaam, the king of the Moabites, amen, sent word to the prophet Balaam to curse Israel. And here is uh, one of those stories that I know that sounds, sounds kind of odd, but notice. Let me just first of all tell you, Moab, the Moabites, you know where the Moabites came from? The Moabites was a, the, a, the nation, and you can read this in Genesis 19 through 36 through 38. Amen, you don't have to turn there if you want to, but... Amen. Moabites, amen, was born, the nation was born from Lot and his oldest daughter. And you know the story there. After they had fled from uh, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, amen, the situation. And the Amorites was a nation born from Lot and his second daughter. So now the Moabites and the Ammonites were in, in nations that Israel was confronted with when they were on their way from, from Egypt to the promised land. And Balaam was actually the cousin of, I would say it that way, cousins, distant cousins. In other words, Balaam was a somehow kin to Abraham through Lot. And uh, I don't know, it's just kind of a thing about the, the uh, Abraham and his family that God was dealing with them and God was separating them. But uh, you know the story of Lot and his, his problems we, he had, or situations, I say it that way, not he caused the problems. But uh, Balaam was able to discern gods in ways. He was, a, he was called a seer, he was called a prophet. And so... Then Moab, amen, they, amen, and uh, they, uh, they, they, wanted, they wanted Balaam to come down and curse Israel. Cast a spell on them, amen, or do what they. So, uh, so when uh, they called Balaam to come down and, 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 and cast a spell, or, amen, the, the story of Balaam is one, he said, God said, you don't go. Well, now, you know, I, I, can't, I can't go. I can't go. Uh, 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 you know, it's, I, I just already talked to God, and God said I can't go. But they brought a little more money back. Kind of enticing there a little bit, you know. Um, I'm still, uh, I, I, I can't go. But you guys stay all night, and I'll stay here tonight, and I'll talk to God again. I, I, 
I, th- I think I might be able to change his mind. You know, and I'm going to cast my little prayers. Lord, did you see how much money that they was offering me? <laughs> and the Lord said, go. If that's what you want to do, There's a little message here. He, he, was, he was persuading God, let me go. I, I know that you stay here and I'll be pro- talking to God. I, you know, I'm going to pray tonight. And, uh, and he was trying to change God's mind and God said, that's what you want to do? Go. Hello? But then you start reading on down in this chapter and uh, reading the 22nd verse of this 22nd chapter. And uh, you'll find, and God's anger was kindled because he went in the angel of the Lord, the angels of Jehovah. The angel of the Lord Amen. Uh, stood in his way, or the little donkey did. Amen. Now he was riding upon an ass, and his two servants were with him. And the little donkey saw an angel, stood there, amen, in his way with a sword drawn. Amen. Balaam couldn't see it but a donkey could. And you know what? There's a problem. I'm not going to get off less too much, but there's probably a lot of times that the Lord would love to reveal himself to us. And uh, it just, he don't do it. Now, I'm going to tell you, I've got a couple of stories I could tell tonight. I may tell them and I may not. But uh, they told me, I've heard the Alaska had a, I think it was one Sunday morning, I can't remember what it was, Easter Sunday, I think, that there was, a, there was an earthquake going to happen. And this man was standing out there at his barn and he had a, had a whole herd of cattle down in the, in the in a little valley and uh, they come up every afternoon every afternoon in time to eat and lay down for the night but that, that morning they just they were all down there and they all turned and every one of them came up the hill and came up to the barn in the early morning and the guy said this is the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life I I know cattle, I think I know them, but not a single cow was down in the valley. And he stood there and was thinking about it and went back to the house and some 30 minutes later, the earthquake struck and that whole field sunk down below sea level. And then he knew. Something told him. I don't know. I'm not, please just, I mean, just, you can imagine or whatever you want to. 
but they had a sense of something. And this donkey had a sight to see, you know. Verse 23 and verse 24 of this same chapter here, it says, and the donkey saw the angel standing in the way and his sword drawn in his hand and the, and the donkeys turned aside out of the way and went into the field and Balaam smote, amen, and he turned back into the way and the angel of the Lord stood in his path, amen, in the vineyard, amen, a well a wall being on this side and a wall on that side. He was kind of going down this path with a wall on both sides and the, and, and the donkey, you know, saw the angel, amen. When he saw the angel, he, he thrust herself, amen, against the wall. And uh, Balaam got, the, he backslid right there. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm and this is, you can read verse 31 and 32 and 34 and 35. And finally, amen, amen, the angel of the Lord appeared. Into, I'm, I'm going to go back home, I think. No, you can just go on and on, do what you want to do. But you're going to, you can open your mouth all you want to, but you're going to speak everything I say. In other words, I'm going to control all that you talk Oh, you prophesy. But there's a story, it's a story here of how that some animals are sensitive. Sometimes when we're, we got so much on our minds, we ain't got time even to talk to God, much less uh, try to get close to him. God help us. And I could say, amen, somebody praise God. Amen. The angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord, amen. And in, let's turn to Joshua. And I'm, I'm just telling you the high events that even Joshua chapter five, and uh, Moses died, children of Israel now is fixing to cross over and get into the promised land and and they're, they've crossed over, and, and, and Joshua's, uh, Joshua's out there just looking at, looking at those high walls of Jericho and trying to get his plans up. What am I going to do? How am I going to do? I just believe that God's with us, but, but uh, he, was, he was strategizing, amen, I guess, how he was going to, best way he thought could take the, take the city. And then there stood a soldier, I mean, with his sword drawn, you know. And Joshua said, are you for us or against us? No, I'm just an angel of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Read this in Joshua chapter 5, verse 13 through 15. Amen. And it came to pass that when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him, with his sword drawn in his hand, and Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or against our adversary? Are you, a, are you on our side or their side? And he said, Now the angel said, Nay, but as a captain of the host of the Lord, Jehovah, captain L O R D, amen, the capital letters, I am now come 
And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's hosts, the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place where I know standeth is holy. And Joshua did so. But I am the captain of the Lord's host. Now Joshua did the singing, and they did the marching. But the army of the Lord was at work. Hello? Praise God. I want you to know something. Amen. Many of your situations is worked out by God Amen. while you're worried about them. If you would just be submissive to him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Then in chapter 6 in verse 1 and 2, the Lord said to Joshua and told him, this is how you're going to take Jericho. Amen. You want to turn. And, and Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. And none went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hands Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men and valor. And ye shall compass the city. You know, he told him exactly how you did it. Amen. You put your faith and trust in God. God's host will take care of the rest of it. They, I'm telling you what, they, they're good. They, they, they just absolutely laid all them walls down flat. When Joshua had done his part by being obedient to God, God took care of the battle. Amen. Amen. That's, a, that's a good thing for us, isn't it? Amen. If we'll just let... It's one songwriter says, if I hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battles. Amen. Praise God. It, it, it's going to turn out all right. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. Many of the battles, amen, uh, you, you, just, you just need to let God handle them. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can read on there if you want to, but you know, it, it, you know what happened. Amen. All I can say is Joshua had only followed the instructions Amen to victory. Just just follow God's instructions. I am so. I, 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 when I was writing these notes, I re, I was reminded. I was reminded of how that Jehoshaphat. These three different countries was coming against Israel, and uh, and they were they were kind of sneaking up on them. But Joshua found out, and so how are we going to do this? When God Joshua got or it's not Joshua, but excuse me. When Jehoshaphat got him in through, he told, he told the armies to, uh, y'all get back behind here now. We're fixing to go to battle and put his choir out front. And they sing their way to victory. Amen. Praise God. Ain't God great? Amen. Hallelujah. Joshua chapter 24. Joshua 24 and verses 1 through 3. I'm just, I'm just going through these events, amen, that um, I feel has very much significance to them, the way that God 
gave victories. How God worked it out. Joshua chapter 24 and verse 1. Is it says it like this. And Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem. And, and called for the elders of Israel for their for their heads, amen, of other, the heads of the leadership, and for their judges, and for their officers, that they present themselves before God. And Joshua said unto all the people, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers dwelt on this other side of the flood in the olden times, even Terah and the father of Abraham and the father of Nacar. Amen. And they served other gods. And I took your father, Abraham, from the other side of the flood and led him throughout all the land of Canaan and multiplied his seed and, and gave him Isaac and so forth. And, and Joshua is telling him what God had done. And so now we're in this land and we've been fighting here and we've gotten some victories and we've got this land conquered pretty well, amen. And so it's, it's, it's time for me to pass on the torch, I guess I could say, verse 14, amen. This chapter, verse 14 through 17, here's what Joshua was saying. And now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood. That's... Amen. And in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of which we were fathers served, and were on the other side of the flood. Amen. Are on the, uh, the gods of the Amorites, and whose land you dwell right now. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And the people answered, we're going to serve the Lord. And they did, as long as jo Joshua was Joshua's alive, verses 28 and 29. Amen. Amen. It says, and so Joshua let the people depart even every man unto his inheritance. And it came to pass that after these things that Joshua and the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died being 110 years old. And the people, people served him as long as Joshua or the people that were with him. And then they turned back to idols in Judges chapter 1 and verse 27, 29, 31, 30. Let's, let's read that. First of all, amen, Judges chapter 27. And neither, and this is a sad thing, neither did they obey God. And you can see this neither here. Neither did the Manasseh drive out all the inhabitants of Bethsheus and her towns, amen, in Texas. Tachanek, amen, in her, in, her, in her towns, amen. And then you go drop down to 29. Neither did Ephraim drive out the Canaanites that dwelled in Gezer, amen. But the Canaanites dwelled in Gezer among them. Neither did Zebulon drive out. Now here God said this land is yours, but you got to conquer it. And then here in the first week, first chapter of Judges, it just goes through this. Neither did they, neither did they, neither did they. 31, 33. All of these, all of these people got saved and sat down. All these people got a little inheritance. They didn't get it all. And they did not drive out the enemy. We've got to have, we've got to conquer the enemies of our life, our souls. 
or they will torment us until we surrender to them. And that's exactly what has taken place. And uh, the reason why the Israel had so many problems, they was not being obedient to what God was asking them to do. Amen. I'm not talking about angels now. I'm just talking about why was they not following God and doing what he asked them to do. Amen. Judges chapter 2 and verse number 1. And the angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal and Bochum and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt and have brought you into the land which I swear unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you and ye shall make no league with the inhabitants of the land and you shall throw down their altars but you have not obeyed in my voice. Why have you not done this? Or why have you done this? Why, why, did, you, why did you stop when, when promises was right before you? And you didn't have to really fight all that hard because the angel of the Lord were going before you. Amen. Verses 4. And it came to pass that when the angels of the Lord spake these words unto all the children of Israel, and the people lifted up their voices and wept, and they called the name of the place Bochum, and they sacrificed unto the Lord. And when Joshua, amen, had let them people go, the children of Israel went every man to, unto his inheritance to possess it. Amen. So what happened was, they uh, did not fight no more. They all went trying to, trying to, amen, put in their crops, I guess, or whatever. But they went to their possessions without really getting victory. What a, what a sad, what a really a sad situation of all the promises. And you know, some people say, well, God didn't fulfill all his promises. Well, Every promise that you and I have from God is, if you will, I will. Yes. Every promise that God's got for you and I, amen. You've got you've to do your part of the yes. thing. Amen. amen. If you want the Holy Ghost, you've got to do the part, amen, like Jacob did. You may have to wrestle all night, but when you wrestle through, amen, amen, there will be a spiritual presence. Praise God, come to us. Praise the Lord. When we stand, amen. I am getting pretty close to through the, even the Old Testament. We've been getting into the New Testament. Amen. There's a lot of, a lot of good spiritual things in the New Testament too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope I've somehow helped us tonight. Amen. It's not nothing new I've been talking about much except just to recognize the fact that God has always been with his people. To see them through. But you, you follow his instructions. And you don't try to talk God out of something. Balaam. Amen. You can get in trouble. If you try to convince God that you want to do something. And, and he tells you not to. Lord I thank you for your word. May God somehow tonight Lord we've shared. And God we've seen and we looked and see how you work Lord sometimes. You work God in spiritual ways. And Lord, we, we look at things in the carnal mind sometimes. 
It's uh, like Balaam, God, we, we feel like that, uh, Lord, financial success or things, God, that this world has for us is far more valuable than the things of being obedient to you. But, Lord, it just don't work out that way. And I pray, God, tonight that we can recognize the fact that you're waiting on us. I believe a revival is supposed to be in Dothan, Alabama. I believe a revival is, could be coming. And may God somehow, we, we, we do our part. And I know that, God, you will do yours. We ask you, to God, to go with us tonight. Minister, God, to our minds and hearts. God, may us be back here Saturday night for prayer and Sunday morning for church. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord bless you.